I'm a big anti-abortion guy. And abortion is on the docket of the Supreme Court. Now, I spent two and a half hours, three hours listening to the... Oh, three hours, because I, I rewound it. It was some interesting stuff. Listening to the case, because it was on audio, so you could hear it. You couldn't see anything, which I think is a travesty. I think we should be able to see. Let's talk about what's on the line here. And then tomorrow, I'm going to put out a special where we actually review the case and we review the media's overreaction to this whole abortion claim. So today we're going to talk about Roe versus Wade. We're going to talk about the Mississippi law. And we're going to talk about Planned Parenthood versus Casey so that we know what's going on. But first, we've got to hit a little bit of news. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. This is going to be special. I'm going to get passionate. Because if you didn't know, you didn't listen to any of my past podcasts, I'm, I am so anti-abortion, it's not even funny. I think it's murder. I think we've been committing genocide since 1973. 60 million babies have been aborted since 1973. I, I can't even... I mean, we're averaging over a million abortions a year. Unfortunately, this... Uh, <laughs> this abortion hearing in front of the Supreme Court happened in the same week that it's really busy. We've got a ton of stuff going on. So we're going to do a quick news flash, and then we'll get into uh, the Supreme Court and what they're deciding. We'll also talk about some of the uh, some of the laws. Now, I'm not a lawyer. I, I'm I'm a constitutionalist. I read I've read the Constitution five thousand times, so I understand the Constitution, and I also think I understand how a Supreme Court just. This is why I think I know what I'm talking about. This is one of the things I can read basically. So we're going to talk about the Supreme Court and what they're up against, and tomorrow I'm going to do a special podcast just on. The trial itself, just on the hearing, or what the arguments themselves, and there's some really interesting things we can learn by listening to these people talk. And we're talking about the leftist ju- judges, the conservative judges, and the pros- the um, person defending abortion, and the person that's going against abortion. So I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to rush through this, and the best way to do that is just to break it up. Okay, so let's talk about, uh, let's take a look at some other news. Um, remember last week, Biden released 50 million barrels of oil from the reserve to lower prices? And that was supposed to last a grand total of two and a half days? Well, guess what? According to the Biden administration, gas went down two cents. Now, there was this. <laughs> there, if you're going to see this on Twitter, if you go on Twitter, there was this deal, a, a graph that showed it going down two cents, and this graph was actually was actually made by a leftist that was joking, and the Democratic Congressional Committee decided to release this and celebrate that Joe Biden lowered gas prices by two cents 
And that leftist said, that was a joke. He lowered, yeah, he lowered it two cents, but he manipulated the graph so that it only covered one day or two days. Oh, my God. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I got to tell you, I don't know where that guy even got that graph because my gas just went up 10 cents a gallon. It went up 10 cents a gallon on, on uh, last week. So I, the one gas station has it up to five twenty a gallon, five dollars. I live in California, so I'm effed in California anyway. But it went up to five dollars and twenty cents a gallon. Gas at the gas station where I usually get gas is now up to four fifty a gallon. I can't remember if it's four fifty or four sixty because I pay by card, but I pay by. You get a 10% dis- 10 cent discount if you pay by... I, I don't know what it was, but I think it was like four fifty a gallon. But it was four sixty a gallon if you were paying by credit. So, yay? All right, another news. Um, the jobs report, November jobs report came out, and uh, it was horribly disappointing again. Um, 210,000 jobs were created in November. Now let's 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 take this with a grain of salt because usually in January they will adjust the numbers. I'm sure they're probably higher than 210. I would guess it's probably closer to 300,000 were created in November uh, if the if all of the um, if you, we can I'll let's just say it'll be about 300,000 jobs. Uh, because we've seen this, it's always upticked a little bit. Um, the Dow expected 573,000 jobs to be created this month or in November. That's 45% of what was expected to be created. And you got to remember, in November and December, we expect a lot of job growth because you've got the temporary jobs that are created for the Christmas rush. Yeah, no. The good news is unemployment did fall from 4.6 to 4.2%, but we've got to take that with a grain of salt because we have to remember when Trump was in office before the pandemic, the unemployment rate was at 3.4%. The question is, the pandemic is, well, theoretically it's over, and we should be at 3.4%. We should just instantly go from 17% unemployment to 3.4 or 3.4 or 3.6 unemployment. We're not going down to 3.4 unemployment. This is, it is, our growth is so slow right now. It doesn't even make any sense. And finally, long-term unemployment and people who have left the workforce, that is also going up. So the question is, why is that going up? Is it going up because people just throw up their hands and say, screw it? Are they going up for education purposes? Which means this could, we could actually have 3.5% unemployment in February, March when people's education, if they're retraining. Or are there people like, people just say, screw it. I'm not going to go to work anymore because the government's giving money. We don't know. We have no idea. 
So this is not good news for the Biden administration. The Biden administration is trying to spin this. They're pointing at the 4.2% unemployment and that we do, they, they do the same thing. Economists are looking at and saying, oh, geez, they only created 200 job, 210,000 jobs. And the Biden made it, administration is like, oh, geez, we created 210,000 jobs. It's all about tone. And that's what they're doing right now. And this is another story. This is a culture story. I love this story. I had to put it in here. I was going to have an entire section on this. English, An English professor named Christopher Trogan from Fordham University was fired because he confused the names of two black female students. Now, you're probably saying to yourself, oh my God, these students, they're such... T-. No, it wasn't the students' fault. The students said that, well, okay, he did. We thought it was racial, but whatever. It's what the professor did. So let, let me get to the story. This is great. This is great. It, 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 there's no way I, I need to talk about it. So um, the professor was in a class, and you know, professors in classes, if you've ever been to college, they're there sometimes, they're not there other times. So they were in, and by accident, the professor confused two students. So the two wrote him an email saying they felt disheartened and disrespected, and they believed it was because they were black. Trogan claimed that it was an honest mistake, and emailed the students back and claimed he was centered specifically and explicitly around issues of justice, equality, and inclusion. Well, the two girls were like, could you just apologize? And one of the gals actually told the, new, the uh, newspaper that they, they were interviewed. But, you know, the, uh, the newspaper was called The Observer that, you know, I wasn't that big of a deal. All he had to do was apologize, and that was it. But then he started giving his resume of all the woke politics that he belonged to. And then they got the impression that he had a white savior complex. So suddenly it was a big it was a big thing. This guy was telling, well, I did this for blacks. I did all he had to do was apologize. Instead, he put all of his liberal leftist woke boxes that he that we're supposed to check mark and we're supposed to do this and guess what they thought okay this is a white man he's trying to save the black person they started complaining and he ended up suspended and then a month after his suspension he was fired so there you go never you know what you make mistakes everyone makes mistakes i make mistakes i and if they're if they're mistakes that hurt your feelings okay Okay, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. That's it. I didn't mean to. So I confused your names. I'm sorry. Hey, newsflash, I've been, again, I'm not saying giving, taking away from these girls because why are you writing an email about that? Okay, you confused your name. Get over it. So what? I've been in class too. The guy didn't, didn't even know my name. He didn't even care enough to confuse it. He just didn't even know it. What are you getting all butthurt for? I mean, there are names of people I've worked with for a month and a half, two months, and I don't know their freaking names. I can't pronounce them or whatever. So what? But he had to be woke. He had to show he was woke. And then they got offended by that with the white savior complex or whatever that's called. 
and they nailed him on it. Good. I love this. I love this story. I'm sorry the guy lost his job. I don't care. Screw him. Because the woke is beginning to eat themselves. And do you know why the woke's beginning to eat themselves? The left is beginning to eat themselves. And you see this all the time now. Dave Chappelle is a prime example. Dave Chappelle is the leftist. He's a pro- oh, he's not a leftist. He's a progressive. And they're attacking him. Do you know why it's important? Because conservatives and the right, they are attacking, and even moderate Democrats. Look at Joe Rogan. He's no conservative. Look at... Um, uh, who else is a, a left? Look at Joe Manchin. Look at Kirsten Cinema. They're not going to tolerate that crap. They're not conservatives. They're just going to tell you, screw off. Deal with it. And that's what's going to happen. So if you've got moderate Democrats that are saying screw off, Joe Rogan's a Bernie bro, for Christ's sake. If they're telling you to screw off, What's going to happen? Hey, what is a conservative going to do? We're going to tell him to screw off. And that's what's happening. So, good, good. Keep going left. You're, you're doing good. You're doing absolutely wonderful. Okay, now let's get to the, the meat. And it took me 13 minutes and 20 seconds to get there. Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. Okay. Let's go over this case a little bit. It's a bit confusing, and I know it's a bit confusing because I've got 75 tabs open here trying to figure out what these cases are. Ben Shapiro's podcast has a, a pretty damn good explanation, way better than my explanation. I didn't steal anything from Ben Shapiro here. I looked it up. So it, it is it is a little, and it took me almost a day to look this up. So it's a little confusing, but I tried to simplify it as much as possible. Um, well, I simplified it because I think I only understand simple. So we'll have to we'll have to go with that. Uh, ben Shapiro spent an hour discussing this, and I, I yeah half that I didn't even. He just starts spitting out. He's a Harvard Law guy, so he, he spits out cases. Um, I know everyone is talking about Roe versus Wade. But it's not only about Roe versus Wade. It's also about another precedent called Planned Parenthood versus Casey. And I think Planned Parenthood versus Casey is the one that we really need to watch. I think if anything gets overturned, there's a very good chance Roe versus Wade is going to get overturned here. I think this is the best chance Roe versus Wade gets overturned. But it is going to be Planned Parenthood versus Casey that takes the takes the knife. I think that's the one that's going to definitely get overturned. Um, I don't think the Mississippi law, and by the way, the Mississippi law limits abortion to 15 weeks or earlier. So miss, miss, the Mississippi law doesn't really ban abortion. It just says, no, 15 weeks. We'll explain why that 15 weeks thing is important. The ruling is going to make changes, though, to these precedents, to the uh, to the older precedents that I mentioned before. It's going to probably throw out one of them, or there, or throw out both of them. Now, we got to look at. We got to be honest. We got to be honest. I'm getting excited about it. I'm sorry, but there are three things that can happen here. Roe versus Wade is tossed. Casey versus Planned Parenthood is tossed, or the Mississippi law is tossed, 
or Planned Parenthood and Casey are tossed. And Planned Parenthood and, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Roe and Casey are tossed. And the Mississippi law continues. Now, these laws go hand in hand. Roe, versus, Roe and Casey go hand in hand. And we'll talk about why they go hand in hand. All right, so let's talk about these these precedents. Let's talk about Roe versus Wade. Let's talk about, and I had to look this up. I did a lot of study studying. I was up all night. I was up this morning trying to figure this stuff out. So thank me later. Anyway, well, don't thank me because I'm pretty sure I'm right here, but you can look this stuff up. It's all there. Okay, so Roe versus Wade is the first one. This was... Uh, set up in 1973. Uh, Roe v. Wade federally legalized abortion based on the woman's right to privacy. Now, I'm doing right to privacy in air quotes. You'll find out why in a second. Based on the due process clause of Section 1 of the 14th Amendment, it legalized abortion to the second trimester. Now, okay, great. There are some real problems with this case, and everyone knows there are real problems with this case. Now, here is section one, the entire section. Here is section one of the 14th Amendment. Now, listen to this. Quote, all, all persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and of the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny any person within its jurisdiction the equal protection of the laws. That's not an accidental pause. Do you see what's missing here? What was the case about? The violation of the right to privacy for a woman to get an abortion. What's missing in section 1 of the 15th 14th amendment? Privacy. There's no word about privacy in that. In fact, there is no word on privacy in the entire constitution. Here's the Okay, my phone's going off. Hold on. Here's my problem with this whole law. If you have the right to, if I think you're killing a baby, I should have a right to privacy to kill Josie. It's the same thing. And this is what a lot of pro-anti-abortionists argue. Instead, the key word here, believe it or not, privacy, the right to privacy came back, came, and I can't, I don't know what the precedence is, and I didn't look it up, but the right to privacy came back in an older precedence where they they took the word the key word here is liberty they took the word liberty the uh, former supreme court took the word liberty and converted it to privacy so and this is the supreme court started doing this back in the uh, early 19, uh, 20th century where they started starting to read the constitution and translate it into what they wanted it to be that's why these precedents, and that's why we're not creating amendments anymore, because the Supreme Court will do it, and they did this. 
Now, liberty, when we start listening to uh, the court case, when we, and we're, never, we're not going to get to court case today. There's no way. I still have to cut the video, audio, so it's not going to happen. But when we hear the court case tomorrow, liberty becomes an extremely important word for the pro-abortionist. Because she knows if she uses privacy, that ain't going to work out for her. And by the way, it doesn't work out for her because a couple of the conservative justices kept saying, where do you get this? All right. The other problem here is viability is not mentioned at all. They break this. That's because viability of the fetus in 1973 was unknown. When people say today that a fetus is just a cluster of cells, no, we know today it's not a cluster of cells. We didn't know that in 1973. That's a big problem because in 1980, we came up with uh, test tube babies, which meant there was viability outside of the woman. In 1980, we had that. And I, I said this the other day that, well, now we've got DNA. Now we've got sonograms, three-dimensional sonograms. Now we've got uh, basically the genome. We have in vitro fertilization, which we do every day. We already know that the zygote can survive outside the womb. We know this now. This argument, this precedent should have been obsolete in 1980. And by the way, pro-abortionists knew this. Pro-abortionists did know this. That's why they... That's why... um, the National Organization for Women, or now, was trying to push the Equal Rights Amendment into the Constitution because that would have made abortion an amendment, a right, and they couldn't do it. And that's why today they are fighting the they're fighting to get the ERA. They're, they're actually saying the ERA is an amendment because it was approved. It's not an amendment. I don't know where you get that but they're trying to push that through. Now, Planned Parenthood versus Casey is the other one. Okay. And by the way, the big the big issue here with Roe versus Wade, it creates a law where there's no law. There's no mention of abortion in the Constitution. Not not one word. There's no mention of privacy in the Constitution. Not one word. You could I have the Constitution sitting here right here. And these guys based Roe versus Wade on privacy of section one of the 14th amendment and it's not there's no word privacy there it's liberty they changed the language you see what the left does they changed the language that's what they did in roe versus wade okay so the second one and this is the one i think is going to be in big trouble is planned parenthood versus casey and this came out, I believe, in what year? Uh, bah, 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 bah. This came out in 1992. And it challenged five provisions of, a, of the Pennsylvania Abortion Control Act of 1982. And those provisions included things like waiting periods, spousal notice, uh, parental consent from minors, and uh, prior to undergoing the abortion procedure. So it, it actually took on restrictions. Well, one of those restrictions was uh, you couldn't have an abortion after the first trimester. So Casey 
did did a bunch of things. First off, it eliminated all of those restrictions. And then they also converted uh, the a Roe versus Wade from a trimester system, which there are only three trimesters, obviously, it's a trimester, into the 40-week birthing system. Okay. The viability of the fetus was determined to be 24 weeks. Now, there are some huge problems with this law. And which is really ironic because this law was meant to strengthen Roe versus Wade. I'm going to say that about 15 times because attacking this law, I think, is the most important thing. You attack Casey, then suddenly Roe versus Wade looks very shaky. First off, it pulls the state's rights for putting limits on abortion, it basically federalizes abortion. This is unconstitutional. Abortion is not... Laws, you need to prove that a law needs to be federalized. The Supreme Court is to sit there, look at the Constitution, and determine whether a state can do something. There is, again, no mention of abortion in the Constitution. I can't say that enough. And then they sit there and they say, well, you can't make those restrictions. And the states are saying, why? Because the states are the ones that are supposed to make the decisions, not the federal government. And I'm not really sure how this is an interstate problem, because that's the only reason the federal government gets involved. And the Supreme Court should know about that. So basically, this is an unconstitutional precedent. It creates limits. It creates limits on the states and what they can do without any other, without the House of Representatives, the Senate, or the President. In other words, it's creating law. It just created a law. 24 weeks is the standard. You can have an abortion after 24 weeks. You can't have an abortion before 24 weeks. It's up to the state after that. What? Where'd they come up with that? Why can't the state make that uh, decision? States like Arkansas, Georgia, Texas, Mississippi, Missouri... They all, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, they all don't agree with you. And finally, the big thing is that viability standard. That's something that Casey does that, that Roe versus Wade couldn't do. Casey creates a standard, a viability standard, which means it's acknowledging that the child within the womb is a child at certain point, in this case, 24 weeks. Here's the problem. That 24-week standard is just some randomly picked number. I'm not kidding. It's not based on science. Because the science, again, was not quite there. Today, we know that that 24-week standard is BS because we've had kids born at 20 weeks, 21 weeks. It happens all the time now because our science is so much better. This 24-week standard was an arbitrary number. This is what the Mississippi law is going after. It's saying, listen, you guys say that viability, the Supreme Court in 1992 said that viability was 24 weeks. We're saying it's not. It's 15 weeks. So here's the problem for pro-abortionists. Their precedents are built on on sand. They're garbage precedents. They don't hold up to the Constitution. They don't hold up to science. 
They don't hold up to reason. For example, here's the thing that drives me crazy. 60 million kids were born, were, were murdered, were aborted. Okay, let's go aborted. Okay, 60 million. And that was based off of, well, we don't know if they're human beings or not. Can I ask a question? Then maybe we should outlaw abortion until we know whether the fetus is a child or a human being or not. Because if we find out in 2021, by the way, we found out a long time ago, the AMA has believed that, the American Medical Association believed that um, life starts at conception. They believed this back in the 90s. They still hold that life begins at conception. So, And that's based on DNA evidence. And so it has only gotten, that proof has only gotten stronger. Why would you kill babies if we find out in 2021 that those babies are actually human beings? You, 1973, Roe versus Wade is just committed genocide. That's what really drives me nuts. Anyway, Roe versus Wade has always been weak. Pro-abortionists knew it was weak. That's why they tried to get the ERA put into the Constitution. Planned Parenthood was supposed to strengthen Roe versus Wade. Somehow put some put some uh, sticks underneath to make sure it could stand up. But the problem is it's also very weak. Casey is also extremely weak. The reason is both create something that is not in the Constitution. They create laws and not based on any science absolutely no science and definitely not wording liberty is freedom freedom does not mean privacy the reality is we don't have right to privacy if we had the right privacy i could kill someone in my own house and i have a right to privacy that's what the pro-abortionists are arguing the mississippi law does not attack roe directly it goes after casey it attacks the 24-week viability standard of casey and the state's ability and the state's right to make the decision on viability. And I already told you, I don't believe in viability. I think this is a stupid argument. I think Texas is doing it right. I think viability is not the issue. I believe it's a human being the second's conceived. All Mississippi has to do in this case is prove the fetus is a human being, which is science. And that is easy to do. Or... At least they have to prove that this is a human being at 15 weeks. And again, there's brain function after a month. So we already know that's the truth. So the hearing went on on Wednesday. And it sure looks like the left is in some trouble here. What I think is going to end up happening is, first off, listening to the arguments. And you're going to hear the arguments tomorrow. I'm going I'm to do a thing tomorrow. I'm going to cut up some video. It sounds like that the Mississippi law is not going to be kicked out. It sounds like there is a very, very good chance that the Planned Parenthood versus Casey is going to be overturned. Very good chance, or at least severely crippled. And I think there is a there is a chance Roe versus Wade is going to get overturned. Just hearing the arguments. Now, I've listened to the arguments. Go on YouTube. Uh, PBS has has the arguments online. It's boring. It's a, more of a podcast than a, a deal. 
but I think there's a very good chance Roe versus... I think there's a good chance Roe versus Wade's going to get overturned. If Casey gets nailed, Roe versus Wade is basically naked on an island at this point, and it's only a matter of time that it does get overturned. Now, remember, one of the goals of the uh, uh, anti-abortion right is not necessarily to kill everything. Just start chipping away. If Casey is denuded a little bit or even overturned, that's the start. So tomorrow, and I, I got to tell you, the, <laughs> the arguments when we play tomorrow, the arguments are terrible by the left. Even Sotomayor, who is just a god-awful Supreme Court judge, she sounded stupid. I, I really thought you had to be pretty smart to be on the Supreme Court. No, she sounds like a freaking idiot. So we'll talk about, we'll do that tomorrow. And tomorrow we'll also talk about the reactions from the left because the left has gone insane right now. And I just read a uh, uh, an opinion piece from the New York Times, which is truly, truly disgusting and evil. I mean, it's not even about abortion. It's just evil. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. So go visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and uh, I will be doing this again tomorrow. Take care. This is Gene. You've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>